there's something dangerous going on right now. We're being told that multiple members of the higher government of the United States of America are being given satellite phones in case there is a disruption in their ability to communicate with the other members of government. There may be a EMP or a satellite event or some problem taking place in the near future in the, the USA. <laughs> I read a story recently that I want to tell you a little bit about here. It was called When Dying Stops Being Scary, and it discussed what is actually happening to the soldiers from a Ukrainian point of view, even though we can see something very similar from a Russian side. The story started with Ukrainian soldiers. They were sitting there smoking cigarettes. They were quiet. A few cigarettes into their break, one of the soldiers, who was reported to be one of the youngest among them, broke the silence of the other individuals. He said, I don't know if I will make it. He was just a 28-year-old infantryman. His name was Roman. He hasn't yet held his newborn, who is waiting back at home. Another soldier looked at him and said, you will. And he put out his own cigarette. It was late March in the report of the story, and three soldiers on rotation were deployed near one of the embattled regions at the front line of this Russian and Ukrainian conflict. A frontline town since 2014 during the first Crimean uh, war with Russia. It's surrounded on three sides by Russian forces at the time of the writing, and it has been enduring an intense assault by both the Russian forces and counter-assaults by the Ukrainians. Earlier on the day in the report, a 47-year-old soldier who was fighting alongside this young individual went by the call sign of Dnipro in reference to his uh, hometown or a reported hometown, told reporting outlets that their battalion no longer exists. They said because half of the 500 troops were either killed in action or reported as wounding, uh, wounded in the previous three months of fighting. Hundreds of people gone, they say. They sit in shock among the decimation of what's happening in this war. Now, when you look past the news of the long-lasting defenses of the Ukrainian forces and the continual onslaught of the Russians, because they are moving in to liberate territory, so to say, there is both pessimism and optimism about what happens next. We have Russia at this moment in time saying that if Ukraine moves in defense of their country to take back Crimea or other Russian-held positions, you will see a massive increase in conflict. They say that there is trauma and horror that is just not being reported anywhere in this world. Many cite the lack of support that they get in weapons and artillery and they say that these long rotations that they're being forced and put on test their limits. Assault tactics that are being used by Russia, human waves coming one after the other as soldiers are sent by the elite to either protect their homeland or to take other land. The scariest moment, they say, is when dying stops being scary. A Ukrainian soldier is seen in one of the reports on a tank looking at what looking over what is happening. Everyone wants to destroy the infantry. The majority of the army is made up of recent civilians. You see, if America goes to war, that's what members of your family are going to be. Recent civilians, now members of the military. At the beginning of a war between the USA and China, some will be asked, 
to volunteer to serve. Others will be brought in under the uh, maybe predisposed condition that they have a skill that is needed by the U.S. government. Look at volunteers such as a 49-year-old Ivor from Kearson. He says he decided to join the army to end the war. Then he gathered up enough money to flee his then occupied hometown. He says he's fighting for his family so that they can return to their home. After being so-called liberated back a couple of months ago, the region is constantly being shelled. Multiple civilians are being uh, reported as harmed during this attack. And you know, the general population of our planet just doesn't want to see just how bad things really are. Now more than half a year into those attacks, a 110th separate mechanized brigade infantry person who is deployed near this region says that he still struggles with, the, with leading the life of a soldier. He says, I don't want to kill people, but I also don't want to give up. I want them, he says, speaking of the Russians, to turn around and go home, but they don't want that. So that's why I try to stop them, shooting at everything that I can. You know, this is one of those wars that's going to break the minds of every participant. The same way that World War I and World War II took a lot of the souls and the spirits from our forefathers, their wives back at home being forced to deal with the hardships of what comes after the war finally stops. Now, it is right now a time that you and I can prepare for what comes next, as we know and we see that a Chinese-Taiwan invasion is going to take place that the United States of America is standing there ready to send our brothers and sisters off to war to fight for Taiwan, just as we are sending your taxpaying money off to Ukraine to fight against Russia. They know that this is the next step, and at one point in time, you or a family member might be called up to serve, and so you have to make those decisions now on what you'll do and how you will play it out. We see reports and quotes after quote of how they wished the war would end sooner. They didn't want to do this. They're fighting for their homes. They're trying to take back the land they thought was theirs. They want to make it out alive. These are the quotes that we just see repeated over and over again as these individuals say that leadership won't even tell them what's happening. They say the less you know, the better off you'll sleep. You're not going to be told how many people are losing their lives on the front line. All you're going to be told is that if you don't do this, every woman, every child will be victimized in the coming crisis. You're going to be told that if you don't get the fatigue out of your brain and get your trigger finger ready, you're going to lose everything that you once knew and loved. They said we need to rest, but we can only rest after the war. They speak of the hardships that they're going through. We will not give up, another quote is uh, saying, even as frustration developed over issues like what the rest of the Western world is going to do to provide them the capability to continue to fight Russia at the behest of NATO and the United States of America. Another individual who goes by the call sign of Boxer, due to his previous occupation, says that he's fighting for what he lost, the cars, the apartments, his way of life. I was in shock. He says, when you had everything, and then suddenly you have nothing. He's a native to the region. He says the Russians took everything, literally everything. And you see, that's what's going to happen. You're going to blame it. Your family's going to blame it on the Chinese. Now, remember, at the beginning of this broadcast, I told you that multiple high-level members of the U.S. government 
it is reported right now have been given satellite telephones, emergency backup communication systems. The U.S. government knows something. But just like these individuals on the front line are not told what is going to happen, you and I in the public realm, even maybe in the contracting, government contracting realm, even the members of our community who are active duty service people will not be told the hardships and the horrors of what comes next because they don't want anyone to know how bad it's really going to be. All we can do is expect the worst possible scenario, pray and prep for the best possible outcome. The boxer says, I don't feel like a soldier, I just have to be here. They show images of the complete, and I showed Kelly some of these, the cities there that once were just standing, think of the biggest city in your area next to you, you know, the nearest one that you could drive to. Maybe it has a high sky rise buildings, maybe it has massive amounts of apartment complexes, you know, Targets, Walmarts, Walgreens, Walgreens, whatever your local Kroger or grocery store is. We see the footage, the videos, and the pictures of these cities that were standing one year ago, now completely riddled with holes, no electricity left, blood on the streets and on the sides of the buildings. This is the reality of the future because once an empire starts to fail, they will always go to war. It will always be a kill or be killed mentality. Take or have taken from you what you need. And the U.S. government has basically pulled all the punches that they can. I want you to look at this. A former U.S. commander has predicted that the Russian group that is fighting for Russia will face disaster over the next coming days or even weeks as the mercenary boss to the Wagner group claimed to have captured key city areas inside of Ukraine and that he would pull out his men recently and hand the reins over to the Russian military. This after the commander reiterated the claims that his forces had successfully captured the region and was planning to establish so-called defensive positions, passing control onto Russian armed forces. The Ukrainian President Zelensky stressed in a Western-delivered report that conflicted regions are not completely under Russian control yet. Ukrainian officials said that fighting for the city areas continues. Ukrainian troops are encircling and making advances. Now, Mark Hurtling, a former commander of U.S. ground forces in Europe, warned that as many of us had said multiple times, the leader of Wagner is not a professional soldier and neither are, the, neither are his troops. Congratulations, he says. You've put this flag in the center of the city and now you're surrounded. He added that a disaster is coming for these operatives. Washington estimates that at least 10,000 mercenaries have been killed during the past five months. The commander of Ukrainian ground forces, Colonel General Sersky, said that Ukrainian troops are advancing on the flanks of these suburbs. They say that they are tactically encircling the area. The deputy defense minister says that the troops in the area took the city in a semi-encirclement. The enemy failed to surround the entire region. They lost part of dominant heights around the city. You know, as we look at what's happening and how the troops advance and where they move and what they do to flank and how they use urban combat, you have to remember that this is a training tool for you and your family on where to stay out of, where to evade, where to avoid. If you get caught in a fight, how to 
basically get out of it or how to uh, take different positions to give yourself the best chance of getting out, evacuating in a safe manner. You have to watch what is happening to learn what to do if this happens to you. Additionally, spokespeople for the Eastern Group of Forces in the region says that the president correctly warned that the city has, in fact, been raised. The enemy is being destroyed every day by artillery and aviation strikes, and units that are situated in the area are facing extreme difficulty. The military is keeping fortifications and premises in the southwestern part of the city, and heavy fighting is underway. It appears as though some intelligence that has been guard, uh, garnered by the Chinese military or from the Chinese military signifies that a coming multi-directional land and sea attack will take place as China moves to retake Taiwan into its own national sovereignty. With this information, the Taiwanese military right now is staging reversing attacks against coming Chinese forces who would land simultaneously on three beaches in the Yailan County region. Experts identified a limited number of beaches around Taiwan as so-called red beaches, where an invasion by Chinese forces is going to be its easiest. The list includes three beaches near the townships of Tusheng and uh, two other regions. They were chosen for coming liberty drills. The Ministry of Defense, or National Defense, booked a drill timing of May 24th through 25th to stage simultaneous amphibious landing by Navy and Marine forces that will pose as Chinese attackers. The Army units are doing their best or will do their best to repel them, and the aim of the drills is to uncover new weaknesses, basically give America enough time to come to the aid of Taiwan. They say as the needs arise, the military will send extra forces to the beach area to repel simultaneous attacks. The drills are going to show how different units can coordinate their actions in a war setting until backup can arrive. And we talked a lot recently about how bad artificial intelligence is really getting. And I want you to see that it's already causing a loss of jobs. The telecoms giant BT is warning that it has started the first of what will be many artificial intelligence-based layoffs after they claim that they are beginning to eliminate 55,000 jobs within months. Approximately one-fifth of the jobs cuts will occur in customer service. They say announced plans to replace staff with technologies, including artificial intelligence, are already in the works. They have a workforce of 130,000 people, including employees and contractors. And they say they will be directly affected by the reduction. The chief executive, Philip Jansen, acknowledged the significant changes that are going to accompany the introduction of what they call new technologies. They highlighted the potential of generative AI tools, such as ChatGPT, which can perform tasks such as writing at, uh, different essays, scripts, be able to solve computer coding problems, and act in a human-like manner, they say. The CEO, or the group's leader, emphasizes that AI will improve the speed, the quality, and the seamlessness of the service that they can offer to the rest of the population. They say it won't feel like you're dealing with robots anymore. They emphasize that the telecom giant will maintain its multi-channel approach. It will have a network of multiple stores, but with less people, less personnel. They stated that new technologies will, of course, drive some new jobs. Those new jobs will be fewer and farther between. And in fact, this announcement follows a similar move by Vodafone, 
which recently announced plans to cut 11,000 jobs, equivalent to one-tenth of its entire workforce, and replace them with AI-generated services. According to Janssen, BT aims to become a leaner business with a brighter future. You see, just like these stockholders loved that Target, Walmart, every corporation started charging more, even though they sold less product, they all love a leaner business with a brighter future. That translates into our Schleb speak as hire less people, fire more people, make more money. And they love it. The company is going to eliminate up to 55,000 jobs. The majority will take place in different areas of our world. They employ 80,000 people. They have another couple of thousand, tens of thousands that are contractors. All of them will become affected. This is getting bad and it's getting bad quick. I want you and your family to be as prepared as you can be to lose your job. Kelly and I are doing the same thing, folks. This is a all-hands-on-deck approach. Everybody, no matter what business you're in, you will be affected. Now, an electrician will be affected less than a store operator, customer service, a restocker. I just saw a new report that they, I didn't even see anything leading up to this, but now they have new robots like the Boston Dynamic robots, but much leaner, much less, uh, you know, developed, uh, not developed, but much less, I guess, hardy. They look very humanoid. They're rolling them out in the thousands this year. They say they will be doing things like stocking shelves. They will, and they look just like you and me, except maybe with a uh, mixture of iRobot inside there. A new day and age is coming. If you're an electrician, if you have a skill trade, a hairstylist, you are much more buffered than the rest of the world. Even Mike Rowe, I'm sure you know who Mike Rowe is. He uh, hosted Dirty Jobs. He has a huge, huge passion in his heart for people in skilled trade. Dirty Jobs was a show all about people who don't want to do the things that need to be done in order to make this world go round. The people who are taking the uh, you know feces out of septic tanks, the people who are working to keep the uh, bridges operating, you know the things that most people don't want to do. He says that even every single person in those positions are going to be affected in the coming years. So what can we do to get ready? Well, we can cut back on the expenses that we have the capability of doing so. We can pay off what debts we have that are within reason. And we can work to run ourselves like these corporations want to run themselves. Leaner businesses, brighter futures. So grow as much food as you can, reduce the services that you pay for. Uh, you know, don't buy a new car even though you normally would. Get the old one up and running. Build a group. The more group you can have, the more likely that you'll have a skilled service trade person inside of there. You'll have an electrician, maybe, a plumber, a nurse, a veterinarian tech. You'll have a, uh, you know, someone who works on vehicles. You'll have you know, the, the shade tree mechanic. You'll have somebody who gardens a lot. You'll have these skilled trades that make our world go round. We basically, each one of us needs to have these local friends and family, and you have to make sure that you can call on them. Now, they might charge, but you have to make sure you're not taking, being taken advantage of. Make sure that if they're in your group of friends and family or survival group or prepper group or whatever you want to call it, make sure that in this group you work out a deal 
on paper a contract of sorts that says that we are all working together for a better good. That means sometimes coming and sacrificing your time. Now, if you want a plumber to come sacrifice his time to unclog your toilet, then you need to sacrifice your own time when he needs help with a skill trade that you have. And you might say, well, I don't have much to offer. Everyone has time. Everybody. The only person that doesn't have time are the ones who stopped breathing. And so whether you're 17 or 75, you have time to help somebody, offer somebody something. They might need help in the kitchen, in the garden, taking the garbage out, cleaning up a room, selling stuff at a garage sale. Now's the time to build those groups because other people are. That's the scary part for you. Other people are building these groups right now. So that means that the pool of available skilled trade people who are willing to work in a group setting with you and your family is lessening. You have less access to them because they're already getting into groups with friends and family. And even if they're not group oriented, they're already making connections. They might just call it, you know, uh, acquaintances, connections. They don't have to call it a prepper group or a survival group. But your access to that pool of individuals is lessening every day. Because whether people want to understand how bad things really are, or they subconsciously just see it, they're doing what they can in the back of their own heads to get ready. Let us know down in the comments what you're doing to get ready. If you already have some of those skilled group members, what do you think a person should do if they have access to more than one skilled group member? Say somebody who, uh, you know, two electricians, two plumbers, how should they handle that type of setting inside of their group? From my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, all of our members on Patreon. If you're interested in long-term uh, food, check out nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS. Use the code FSS15 for 15% off of meals that are ready to eat. If you're interested in antibiotics that are prescribed by a real doctor, they get sent to you from a real pharmacy in the mail to your house. Check out contingencymedical.com and use the code FSS10 for a discount. But most of all, do what you can to get ready because a change is coming. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.